Welcome. I welcome you to Ran Out of Talent podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. You got Joe Jr. running the show. Me, I'm a man just trying to just rip up a couple freestyles just for you. Tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take anything. Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., with me driving home from Missouri is my co-host Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going, Joey? Oh, it's going all right here. On uh, about five hours into a ten-hour trip home from Missouri, I took thought... a last-minute trip down there to uh, go help my dad. Uh, he was racing down there on uh, Sunday. Yeah, I thought you were going to be home a little earlier. Yeah, that was the plan, but we uh, stayed up a little, little late last night, and I. Uh, I ended up pulling a 40-hour day on uh, Friday Friday into Saturday. I uh, hopped to the truck and left at 1230 um, Friday night. Yep. Drove through the night, got down there at about 10 a.m. and didn't go to bed until 1230 that night. Wow. I, I ain't pulling anything that crazy, but, uh, I, dude, I'm not good on no sleep. and it, All weekend was no sleep. You know, I kind of thought it was going to be – terrible going down there but it actually wasn't that bad where in missouri uh, were you springfield okay so yeah it's so you're about halfway home yeah about halfway we just crossed in the eye in, into uh iowa gotcha gotcha so well let's see should we go from this week and move backwards sure all right so this weekend uh, I was a race director at uh, Dollar Hobbies for their, well, first icebreaker race. Uh, they used to have a weekend race in December, and that was the original Christmas classic. Nobody would ever really go to it. It's like, eh, you know what I mean? It's like not quite deep enough into the on-road season, if that makes sense. On-road guys are, they're a pretty fickle bunch, and they're really not doing anything from, take away the November Cleveland deal, they're really not doing anything until the very end of December until April, mm-hmm. with the season ending at 52.80 in Denver. Okay. So, yeah, we, it was a pretty good weekend. Um, so Friday night I went to a comedy show and we didn't leave until 1130 at night. So Saturday was a little, Sunday was rough too. Just no sleep the entire weekend. Cause Friday night, there's a comedy show Saturday night. I had to stay up and watch a UFC pay-per-view. So <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't get to bed till midnight then, but that happens. But um, I mean, Hey, yeah. You had fun doing everything this weekend, didn't you? Oh, yeah, dude. I went and saw oh, yeah. Sam Tripoli. He's awesome. He is... He's very, very, very filthy. But he's really good. Uh, and it's like, I told Beth, I want to see him 
at the Late Show because that's when, like, at the, he performs at the Comedy Store. He normally doesn't go up till midnight. So okay. I'm like, yeah, I want to see him late night, you know, after a show. Well, the thing is, so he went from doing a show of 200 people to where the Friday late night show, there might have been 30 of us. Oh. So it was a rough room, but it was still funny as hell. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it was a good time. We, um, I mean, it was really close racing. I haven't even been to an on-road race since 2018, okay? So that's five years. Yep. Things have drastically changed. Yeah, what'd you notice? So what I noticed was GT12, that's a spec 12 scale class. You can run like one or two bodies, and you can run one kind of tire. You can run one motor, and, you know, there's weights and all that stuff. That used to be just a basher junk class, if I'm being 100% honest. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of the most intense classes I've ever watched. Because Pretty tight racing? Dude, if you tap, you're going from first to fifth. And I'm not saying tap is in crash. I'm saying as tap, if you hit a flapper and it costs you two-tenths of a second, it's fucking over. Dude, it's so cool. You know, USGT also, USGT, that wasn't a basher class, but it's kind of like a meh class when I quit. And that's the same same situation, but you can come back with USGT way more than GT12. Dude, it, it was really, really a lot of fun to watch and call the races. Um, I mean, I, I think people are getting it right now. So there were six classes. We had GT12... We had Spec 4 Tech, Stock 12 Scale, Stock Touring Car, USGT, and Vintage Trans Am. So the Spec 4 Tech class, they've been trying to do spec spec classes on the carpet forever. You know, some, yep. some people have these dreams, or they'll have stories about how it was so good when we ran the Trinity Spec chassis back in the day. It was never good. It was close, but it was never good. Yeah. Um, the Mini Coopers sucked. The Euro trucks, terrible. million times worse than the Mini Coopers. <laughs> but I drove one of these Spec Vortex. Dude, not bad. For a Traxxas vehicle especially. Yeah. I mean, they sound like a 1980s vacuum cleaner. And when you get a group of them on the track at the same time, it's deafening. As loud as mini trucks in an indoor clay track? Yep, 32 pitch. Wow. But John Shore's got one for sale. I almost bought it, but I can't race it. There's no Sunday race. I mean, it's all on-road racing is Sunday racing in Minnesota. True. So it's like no Saturday racing, no dice. But no, I had a blast. Everything was, it's like, 
it's weird when you go away from something for five years and come back and see what's become. It's like, oh, wow, this is way better. Uh-huh. So let's, uh, there only, we'll go through a few classes. Uh, GT12, uh, Pat Rothschild, Roach won that one. He also TQ'd, I believe. Yeah, he TQ'd. Uh, did he TQ? Yeah, he did. Aaron Verkey took second, and Bub took third. I'll tell you what, there were there were nine of them. Only eight of them ran in the main, but there were nine of them. You could yep. throw you could throw a blanket over them. No kidding, huh? Dude, that close? It was nuts. Um, a couple of guys towards the back tapped out and went like a lap down or whatever. Uh huh. But. It's it was crazy close. Um, Fortech, uh, only f- seven of them qualified, but only five of them ran. Uh, Ryan Greening wrecked, you know, former co-host. <laughs> he wrecked his car and didn't come back on Sundays. Keith Hodges, he also wrecked one of his cars. He came back Sunday, but didn't run. So it was a five-man deal. Uh, Matthew Larson TQ'd and won with a dead transmitter, might I add. Oh, man. I turned on his radio to show him, like, the feeling and s- feeling settings, expo, speed, all that, and the thing's just beeping at me. It's like, dude, I'm going to tell your dad, and guess what? I sent a PM to his dad today to say, charge. I, I raced with his dad back in the 80s and 90s. But Is that Brent? I, yeah, Brent. Brent Larson? Mm-hmm. You know him, I'm sure. Yep, super late model driver. Yeah. Um, Matt Pierce unboxed the car, like, the day before the race and took second overall. And Stephen Michael took third. But it was a really good race. Um, what else should we look at? Oh, let's look at the stock 12 scale. Aaron Berkey won. Senior TQ'd and took second, and Dale Post took third. Uh, let's look at USGT. Because that was another... We'll look at all of them because it's quick. USGT, uh, Jeff Choban won it. I believe TQ'd. Yeah, he TQ'd that one. Evan Chachowski took second, and Fritz took third. Uh, stock touring car. Uh, Choban won that one. Tony Block took second, but took the TQ, and Anthony Swift took third. Really close racing. VTA, I fucked up as a race director. I screwed up. Explain. So, you know how I kind of like to go into stories that are unrelated but tied in? Yep. I'm going to do that right now. So I was watching the pay-per-view card, UFC card on Saturday. Guy named Bo Nickel was making his UFC debut. Big deal. Huge college wrestler. Everybody knows who Bo Nickel is. He's going to be more famous than Brock Lesnar. It was his debut. He goes, puts a guy in the clinch, and he knees him in the nuts. And the ref didn't see it. Bo took advantage of the situation and won the fight. 
because with that sequence starting, the ref didn't see it, so he didn't call it. Right. There was back and forth on the last lap between Matt Campbell and Tyrone Jefferson. I didn't see... All I saw was the second incident of Tyrone putting Matt in the penalty box before the loop. Mm -hmm. But I guess Matt took took a corner from him and got into him also. So we tried watching it. Um, One of the dudes who, um, he's like a Chicago-based guy, uh, Matt Del Judas, he had... He had the has the live RC membership, the extra lap membership. We went on the video to watch it. Okay, yeah. We, we tried watching on two different devices. The last lap goes absolutely pixelated right before all the incidences occurred. Oh no! Yeah, I don't know what I was. I think something distracted me on the right side of the track. And I quick, I, I looked away for a, a split second, Joey, and it's literally bang, bang. You know, it was literally that fast. Yep. So we had to, the best thing we could do is call it how it finished. And that was insanely close, too, because it was a three way battle the whole time between Matt Campbell, Tyrone Jefferson, and uh, Matt. Uh, Del Judas, he TQ'd, but ended up third. I didn't, I don't know what the heck happened, man. I just didn't see it. It happens. It happens, but I feel bad because it was literally the last corner of the last lap. And I saw Tyrone put Matt into the penalty box and I didn't see the incident before. So it's like, I called the incident I saw, which I don't know if it's right or wrong. Dude, it it happened so fast. And they were racing so damn clean for the whole race. It's like, <laughs> it's one of those things you don't expect that shit. And then literally, there was literally three seconds of the lap left. It went boom, boom. Oh, what the? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened there? Yeah. But it was a great weekend of racing. We're hoping to build on that for next year. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, dude, we're making Dollar a place to race again. Good. So, anyway, 510 had their uh, had their cash days race. I want to say I yep. went to this one last year. That was one of the last clay races I went to. I think that's where I might have totaled the mini truggy. Anyway. Yeah, last year was their uh their the the money classes were the stock classes. Now this year the it was the uh, money cl- classes are the mod classes. So I was told that Clayton was checking to make to make sure everybody had at least a 105 or at least in the wheelers. Yep. Good. Cuz he's to me, I'm I'm gonna propose this to Brian Bowman next time I see him, and to Jason, uh, Jason White, but yep. I I don't think they'll do it. So you know how at Thunder they have three different stock classes, right? Yep. I'm gonna propose 
independent is 21.5, just like down in Omaha and everywhere else. Everywhere else, independent is 21.5. Make advanced 17.5 and then make expert 13.5. I mean, it only really works with two-wheel, but damn, it's you need some kind of a barrier besides a class name. Right. That's just a thought I had. But no, I'm glad mods happening. I'm going to, I don't know. And another thing I'm going to bring up to Brian next year, I'm going to build a 40 plus mod car for the J-Con race. And it's like, hey dude, let's run 40 plus mod. We got six, seven guys that would definitely do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, mod two-wheel drive buggy. Looks like Kyle Holmberg won that one, followed by James Dolan and Alan Smith. But, dude, that's a stacked field. You had Holmberg, Dolan, Smith, Carluca fourth, Tyler Aubert fifth, Alec Hins sixth, Joe Scaramel seventh. That's one of those ones to where I look at it like anyone fourth through seventh could have potentially made the podium. Absolutely. I mean, that that's good stuff. It wasn't a huge class, but it was a quality. Let's look at, um, it was, what was that? It was definitely a good race to watch. I, uh, I was marshalling it. Okay. Um, yeah, because it looks like you broke out a mod four-wheel. Uh, I did not break out. I just finished last. That happens. I'm looking at the field. I understand. Oh, shit. Was this a day after we raced at MMR? This was. Okay. So Kyle Holmberg won that one also. James Dolan second, and Alec Hins finishes third. And see, that's why I'm saying it's like, Alan Smith was fourth, Cardaluca was seventh, Aubert was, you know, it shuffled. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You haven't raced carpet in like two years, and then it was the hardest layout ever at MMR. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, that, that was a fun day regardless of the layout. I mean, I, yeah. I did have a lot of fun. No, it's fun. And like I said, like sometimes at MMR you're going to have – a really racy and fun layout, and sometimes you're going to have a hard one, but every layout he puts down will make you a better driver. It makes you think twice about things. Mm-hmm. See, Mod Truck, Clayton Cartluca wins that one. Chris Martin second, and Mason Burke third. So, yeah, that was a 510. Yeah, I'm hoping to make it back to to MMR the 20 the weekend of the, the Friday of I gotta look it up um they had to move their last points race so MMR moved their points race to the 24th I believe I think I might hit that one up so because the one we went to wasn't a points race, and I think that's why he went a little wild with the layout. Yep. 
But also, I don't think he know. He doesn't know he went. I really, truly believe Andrew puts down a layout. He might put a lap down and said, yep, that works, and that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. He doesn't sit there and get, like, two days of practice on a layout. I got to imagine he builds it. What, he builds it Thursday night? Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah. I mean, you know, not much not much time to sit there and practice on it anyways, but, I mean, you know, kind of goes out by the, you know, fingertips of his hand. Yeah. All right, let's see here. All right, we're going to finish this off with some DNC results and talking about DNC. <sighs> DNC... I'm not going to say all young pro drivers because, like, the Fullers are pretty well-behaved from what I hear. The Van Dalen's pretty well-behaved. Little Bump is well-behaved. You know what I mean? Yep. But I played you that four-minute um, deal before the podcast. Yep. Man, a lot of these young pros are wiling out, especially those HB guys. I'm not going to call anybody out, but I'll tell you this much. If things work the way things work the way he said on that voice note, I would have broken the phone and not paid for it and said, call the <laughs> cops, buddy. I really would have. Yeah. Anybody sucker punches me or start I mean dude that was ridiculous I get not liking JQ no means JQ is at, JQ him existed this is going to sound fucked up but I think it's funny him existing in the RC world makes him not innocent <laughs> <laughs> but you mix booze with young kids with the young kids that are butt hurt and yep. all types of thing it's not gonna and then you have part you know i'm not gonna talk about i want to say i told you so when you friday night everybody's drinking and partying shit's gonna go down and it's gonna uh, no, you know, it's not a black eye on the sp on the sport. That's wrong. It's not a black eye on the sport because it makes us have content. It makes us talk about it more. But it's, it is shameful what happened at the party and everything after. So, I it don't... It is, yeah. I mean, to go to the extent that some of them went, I mean... Like you said, you mix booze with, you know, guys that are my age, and yeah, you know, one thing, one one dude thinks one thing, the other one thinks another, and it just it never goes well. No, nope, and it's all HB against my. I'm not saying all. Like I said, not all of HB, just um, the people said in that voice like. You know, you never hear anything bad about the Fullers. 
That is true. Maybe because they're um, minors and Mike would, you know, put them in line really fast. Yeah, probably whoop some ass. Probably. Mike's an awesome dude, though, and that's probably why his kids are awesome. Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, they're not spoiled fucking lake kids. That's all I'll go to that. <laughs> so anyways, let's uh, go through the pro stuff here. Uh, Dakota Fend wins electric buggy, followed by Juan Carlos Knass and Mason Fuller. Mason, Mason Fuller. Did have, Mason had that race to himself. Yeah. Couple mistakes kind of cost him a little bit, but it's so easy to make mistakes on that little track. I mean, dude, it's the whole. I love what they did. They got the race in, and I'm not going with what people are saying. Oh, that's not a real DNC because this, that, and the other. They got world's level drivers to race against one another it wasn't the best dnc but it was fucking dnc and it was great racing it was so i mean for the for the circumstances that were at hand i mean the dirt crew did an excellent job with putting that track underneath that pavilion yep <laughs> and the... i mean at least at least they didn't have to move the race a week back and lose you know 200 entries because of it oh they would have lost more they would have had the california guys and some of the pros i guarantee the europeans that were there would have been gone no they couldn't have moved they could not have moved it another week back because last week was uh hobby uh the desert classic at hobby oh yeah so there was no way um so anyways uh Ty Tespin won Truggy, followed by Dakota Fenn and Ryan Mayfield third. Juan Carlos Canas, usually, mo- I don't know about him, but most Europeans aren't um, Truggy guys. He ended up fourth overall. I kind of wonder if they build one for DNC and then say, I'm done and leave it in the country with like uh, Tim Lime or something. Or Good chance. Yeah. Uh, pro nitro buggy Mayfield after 45 minutes Mayfield won it but man Dakota Fend was on his ass he was he definitely had to play play a lot of defense in that race Yeah, I want to say Tessman third was two laps down at that point he was but it was a dog battle between Mayfield and Fend that's what makes 45-minute mains worth it. When they're all on their own lap, just driving conservative and protecting whatever position they have, that makes me hate long mains. But this mean, when you have two people battling for the lead and they separate, they're separated by a second and a half or something ridiculous like that at the end, that is awesome. Oh, yeah. So, dude... So, my our, or my podcast studio is by the laundry room, which is by the cat boxes. And <laughs> Jackie's cat just took the biggest dump, and it is killing me. <laughs> Sounds like you need to hook yourself a fan up to go circulate that away from you. Yeah. 
Um, there's a, uh, it's very, it's a lot. It's, it's pretty expensive, but there's a, there's a, a litter box out there called the litter robot. Oh, I've seen that. I do want it. All right. I almost killed the recording. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) That would have sucked. That would have. Because we're 28 minutes into this one. We don't have any questions today. I'm kind of bummed. But, you know, it's like Cam, who's our best question asker, he didn't have anything for us, which is fine. Because he usually asks like four or five really good questions and then. So, um, the only other thing I gather out of DNC besides the drama and all that other junk is that Tebow... He either he's either gonna retire from professional racing or that was just his last DNC period. Did you see that post? Uh, I maybe glanced at it. Yeah. Um, let me pull it up because it, it was really weird and cryptic wording. Man. But I kind of feel bad for that guy. I'm a fan of Mimo Buggy, and I've talked about it on here, but they've been going at him hard. Um, they have. Yeah. Unfortunate, but they have. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. Um, talk about clipping him in Truggy. Uh, that's his last DNC, and he'll be explaining more next week or this week. Huh. I don't know, man. But it's one of those things that um, I want to say Tebow made like a uh, comment one time about freebies or handouts, and Mimo Buggy just took it and ran with that. But then they do funny shit. Like, um, JQ and Tebow dressed as, like, Mormons with uh, invisible speed in Tebow's hand, like they're going door-to-door on bicycles. Yep. That's fucking hilarious, and that doesn't, you know, I don't even care. You know, I do like comedy that hurts other people, I'm not going to lie, but beating a dead horse, man. Anyway, (laughs) and I've noticed who's reacting, so I'm... Educated guess, um, the same person that was behind Dead RC is behind this one. I'm not going to use names for obvious reasons, but I liked a lot of stuff on Dead RC, too. (laughs) You know, I can't lie. I love memes. It's the lowest form of comedy, but it's, I love them. They are pretty funny, especially when you come across one at a random moment that just absolutely makes you crack up. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, go through a schedule quick, but I don't think there's really much coming up besides. Uh, this weekend, uh, the 510, I believe is having a trophy race. Yep. And this weekend, I believe is a points race at the toy box. So you got your turf and your dirt covered. So yeah, man. 
Anyway, um, before I get into more notes, I'd like to say if you'd like to get a ran out of talent t-shirt, go to um, pwrmerch.com. In the search bar, type in ran out of talent. Get yourself a t-shirt or a mug. You got the standard ran out of talent shirt. You got one that Corey designed, and you got the if you ain't got balls, you ain't going fast shirt. I'm kind of surprised I have not seen very many people wearing that because that, 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 that's a good one. Yeah, dude, I've seen it once. From I have too. I've seen it from uh, Pat Boyd. He also has a standard shirt too. Uh-huh. So, but that is awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, Corey, all of a sudden one day he's like, hey, you got a shirt for sale. I'm like, sweet. And then he's like, you got another shirt. It's like, I, we, we kind of talked about one day. He's like, okay, you know, maybe I'll draw something up. And it's one of those things. Yeah, it'll probably never happen. And it's like the next day or the next week. Hey, you got a shirt up for sale. It's like, cool. <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when when he's got an idea in his head, he he goes. You know what I mean? Yep, he definitely puts his head to it and figures out how to make it happen. Yeah, I was uh looking at Facebook, and I'm liking a lot of stuff these carpet guys are doing because you can do a whole lot more. Not a whole lot more, but you can do a lot more with less effort with carpet stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. So people do. And I don't know what state it's in, but it's like 10 hours away. I'm trying to look up here. So, ah, just look them up on Facebook. It's RC Pit Stop and Raceway. And they... They're doing a lot of stuff that um, Beachline in Florida does. A lot of big elevation changes. A lot of just cool stuff. They mm-hmm. they have a guy to build the feature, or they know how to build proper features. I watched a video of one dude doing laps, and it looks like a blast. If I wasn't ten hours away, that would be my. Um, weekly go-to spot but um next year i might have to make the trip down if they have a good race so yeah check them out on facebook rc pit stop and raceway i just noticed it is freaking cool take a random 10-hour trip like i did yeah exactly i'll make you freaking drive (laughs) i get sleepy when i drive you know i only got like sleepy tired twice on the way down. And that was when it was pitch blackout, nobody else on the highway, just me and my girlfriend that was sleeping next to me in the passenger seat. Yeah. So I've told this story on the podcast a couple times, but I don't care because it's been at least a year since I've told it. Um, we It was me, Danny Williams... Justin Hazy and Andy Zakis Jr. I know you know two of those guys. You probably don't know Andy. This was 2011. It was quite a few years ago. Danny had just started racing, kind of. And we didn't have any real 
off like real clay off-road we had the track in the box like we talked about on our way home from mmr that one time yep and it was fun it was good for weekly racing but it's like hey let's go down to this track in iowa it was in this little it was in this mall that was crappy mall but the track they put in it was awesome it was um blue groove raceway or something they tried moving it and it didn't quite work out after they moved it but uh anyway we went down there it was in des moines four hours away and it was fine going down but on the way back i'm literally falling asleep behind the wheel I'm pounding Red Bulls like crazy. Five-hour energy. Dude, my heart was going 160 beats per minute. But I'm still falling asleep. I'm literally going from shoulder to shoulder. And I'm like, hey, can one of you guys drive? Danny, who's falling asleep in the passenger seat. No, you're fine. Just keep on going. It's like, (laughs) you assholes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there were there were three other licensed drivers in the fucking truck, and nobody else would drive. Like bouncing shoulder to oh man. Anyway, um, oh, this was. I only got a couple more things, unless you have anything else, and this one's going to be quick. Um, um you go ahead. I did see um, Mayfield still has his Yokomo four-wheel drive. Yeah, he's free to do that. So, I'm just saying, you know, he's running, he's running the associated two-wheel, but yet he's still got a, he's still running the Yokomo four-wheel. So I talked to Dustin Grambois about that. And what he said to me, I'm like, so what do you think of it? Because you know, he switched from Yokomo to associated. And he goes, I love the two-wheel. The associated two-wheel, there's nothing better. He goes, the four-wheel is lacking in comparison to the Yokomo. I'm like, that's really interesting. So I bet Mayfield feels the same. He doesn't have a 10-scale chassis sponsor, and he wants his best option to win the Worlds. So he's going to run whatever the hell he wants. True. Um. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to see him with, no. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see him with, like, an HB two-wheel at the end of all this. I mean, hey, he's got the free willing to do it. Why not? Yeah, but it's his month. Well, I'm sure, like, he had help. See, I'm sure he didn't pay for the associated kits. But if he started, like, hey, I want to test these, that, and the other... I bet that uh, nice will and gestures of free cars goes away quick, even though he is Ryan Mayfield. So Good possibility. Um, hold on, I'm trying to look up something right now. And this is more of a question to the listeners. So I've been, I buy the majority of the Fiscal stuff from Mod Speed Shops because Matt Olson, he's a good, helpful dude, and um. He's a small company, but I need help from the listeners. If anybody has hooked up the 4S voltage regulator for the the true power servo servo voltage regulator, 
because it comes with this instruction, but it's not clear. And I bet you Matt Olson has a video on it, but it gets so buried because he hasn't put his videos in playlists. So if it was two years ago, that's like 400 videos deep and I'm never going to find it. You know what I mean? Yep. I need help hooking that up. It's like just a picture or something. I don't get it. And Senior looked at it and he's kind of like, what the fuck? He goes, we can figure it out, but Jesus, this is not much. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, when I hooked up that eight-shoe clutch, he had a video on his page. It took me forever to find it, but it was clear and, you know, it was what I needed. But I couldn't find one on this voltage regulator. So, yeah, if you know how to hook that up, let me know. And um, double check, make sure we don't have to, any questions. Oh, Olivia asked a question. She goes, do you plan on racing this summer, Joey? Well, as of right now, uh, I'm going to be doing quite a bit of big car racing with my dad. Yeah. Um, I'll try and make it to as many as I can, but I, I think I'll for surely be at the first MNRC at uh, at Southern. Yep. But other than that, it's going to be kind of kind of a hit and miss. Um, he's actually getting a new trailer, so okay. He uh, he says racing might be a little slim this year. Yeah. With the uh, with the big car, so we'll see. Well, you know that's why um, Trent Fulmer sold his nitro stuff because he got a modified ride last year. Late model. Oh, it was late model. Okay. As a so, few years yeah, back. Yeah, I don't know. Was, I don't, yeah. Speaking of Trent, I uh, I don't know what he's doing this year. I I have uh, I haven't seen much of anything of what he's thinking about doing. Well, he ran ten scale pretty hard in the beginning of winter, but I mean, he'll race for a while, then he'll go away, and he'll come back. He. he he gets busy, you know what I mean? And it's race. And he's also, Go ahead. He's also putting a uh, go-kart together for his kid. That's right, yeah. And it's race car season, and his business is vinyl wraps. Yep. So he's probably busy wrapping up a bunch of street stocks, putting lipstick, lipstick on a pig. <laughs> so um, I got one last thing. This really bummed me out. I saw the toy box posted today that uh, Russ Cramblett passed away. I did see that. It's, man, it just sucks. Because he was a great guy, always happy to be at the track, ran whatever, you know. He, and he always put down, you know, he wasn't the fastest guy, but he was always in control and had a great time. I remember him running e-buggy at Rick's Hobby Farm and just having a blast and mini uh -huh. truggy at the toy box. And he made it out to the 510 often. So, yeah, Russ will be missed. So, most definitely. Anyways, so I'm planning on having more interview shows. Obviously, Joey, I'll let you know about those. I don't, I think you were busy for the Aiden episode. I actually was working that night. Yeah. 
and that was a time we could do it. So, yeah, I will let you know about the next one, and... I kind of want to do a regular episode like this and then an interview episode, then a regular one and then an interview. Does that make sense? Yeah. I be, I, I enjoy talking bullshit like this, but it's also fun to interview people. Oh, absolutely. So anyways, yeah, a great cup few weeks of racing next few weeks. Well, this week I'm hoping to make it to the toy box and then, Oh, you know what? I almost missed it. Dollar this Friday. Dollar off-road Friday night. I don't know how I missed it, but the 10th. March 10th, Friday night off-road. We're building something. I mean... Build something? Yeah, we're building We're building a group, and I love it. I, I got to figure out how many entries we had last time because it's like, whoa, because it went from, it went from, like, I th- want to say the first night we had, like, 23, and then, like, the second Friday off-road we had, like, 50, and then we had, like, 63 the last one, so we're building something. So, Hell yeah. So, yeah, Carpet Off-Road Vehicle, come uh, check out uh, Dollar Hobbies on Friday and hope to see you there. So, anyways, quick one, not many questions. I also have to run the kids around, so that's why I'm kind of happy you were able to do it earlier. Yeah, just uh, trucking my happy ass on my way home. Hey, at least you have cell phone service this time and you're not watching a fucking football game. <laughs> true, true. All right. My all truck right. also has my truck also has Wi-Fi, so that kind of helps. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, I'm Joe Zer Jr. and with me is Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. See you later, guys. <laughs>